0: Hi guys, Ryan here. Welcome to the first official episode of No Words, a podcast built on diversity, vulnerability, and authenticity. I am your host, Ryan Goldsmith, and I am super fucking excited to finally have launched episode one. Um, this is something that I've been planning for a while now, and I finally got the courage to actually do it. So I'm super proud of myself. Um, and I can't wait to share myself with you guys. Um, before we get Into everything i just want to say thank you so much the support has been unreal um i wasn't expecting um for this to get the response that it's gotten immediately so again i'm very very grateful and thank you so much to everyone who has downloaded and followed um or even just like shared a post on facebook um it really does mean the world thank you so much Um, So before we get into the meat and potatoes of everything, I kind of wanted to go over like what the show is going to be about um, and then just kind of telling you what the end goal is for the No Words podcast. Um, So this is going to be a podcast surrounding um, mental health. So we're going to talk a lot about mental health. We're going to talk a lot about um, personal life experiences and how that has contributed to my mental health mental health whether it be a positive experience or a negative experience um and then we're also just gonna have like different kinds of interviews people are gonna come and talk and share their personal experiences um and it's just gonna be all around super fun and i can't wait to um get deep with you guys so super excited for that um this is the pilot episode. Um, and this is just going to kind of be an introductory to who I am and why I decided to even do this in the first place. Um, I do have some questions here. I sent out, um, a Facebook post. Um, I sent it on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat for everyone to just ask me some questions, whether you know me or you don't, um, ask me something that you've always wanted to ask me or just something that you're curious about. And you guys responded pretty well to that. So thank you. I got quite a few questions here. Um, so let's dive deep. So the first question that I have um so it says I remember earlier this year you were talking about launching a YouTube channel. Why did you decide to launch a podcast instead? So that's a really good question. Um one of the main factors is I am extremely extremely camera shy. Um and even though it would be me recording within my own four walls, I just can't look at a camera and talk to it. I'm super awkward and it would be, it would make me real anxious. And I just, I don't think I'm ready for that kind of content creation yet. Um, paired with the fact that I would prefer people to not see me while I talk because I look like fucking Peppa Pig. So I would just, I like, I enjoy sitting behind, um, a cell phone. So, um, yeah, that's probably that's that, Those are the two main reasons why I decided to go the podcast route first. Now I'm not saying later on in the brand that I won't launch launch a YouTube channel, but I just feel like right now I'm most comfortable um, sitting here talking into a microphone for you guys in my home. No one has to look at me. I ain't got to look at nobody else. Um, and it's gonna be fabulous. The next question is, why did you decide to start a podcast? So, um, I wanted to give a voice to the voiceless. I feel like as a double minority who struggles with mental health, I don't think there are, and I'm going to be very careful with my words. I don't think there are a lot of safe spaces for black gay men to be vulnerable consistently if that makes sense. So I felt like this needed to happen. Um just because I want um like people that are a part of my own demographic to know that hey, there is someone else like you um and they have this platform that they um can share with you and you don't have to feel alone and um things like that. I also wanted to be a voice for little boys, little black boys and little black girls who are struggling in mental Ill- stress, struggling with mental health. Holy fuck. Also disclaimer, I don't have an editing software yet. So y'all are going to hear the stuttering. Y'all are going to hear me stammering over my words. It'll be something we grow on together because I ain't got no fucking editing. So it'll be fine. Um, but I wanted to be a voice for little Black boys and little Black girls, um, just because within the Black community, mental health is so stigmatized, within any community, but I feel like especially within the Black community, we are not always able to express ourselves when we are feeling sad, when we are feeling depressed, when we are feeling suicidal, when we're just not feeling our best. Um, I feel like it is kind of met with um, almost malice. Like, I feel like growing up in a Black household, whenever those kind of things were expressed, it was almost like met with anger. Like, why do you feel this way? Or I would hear, that's that white people shit. Like, we don't do that. So I just want little black girls and little black boys to know that you are struggling with this. You are not crazy. It is okay. I hear you. I see you. And I support you. So those are kind of the two main reasons why I felt like I needed to start this podcast or this brand. Um, Also, I just, I can't shut the fuck up. I like to talk and I never have anybody to talk to. So... Um, that's also a good reason why. Um, what are you hoping to achieve in launching this podcast? That's the next question. Um, so I really just want to, again, just be a voice. Um, I want everyone to know that they are heard and they are seen. Um, I think it's good that people are beginning to have the conversation surrounding mental health, and I just wanted to give my input, so I'm hoping that I can contribute something valuable to the conversation and share a seat at the table, and if not, create my own fucking table, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, oh, here's a kind of a light-hearted question. Where are you from? So, I am... From indianapolis indiana born and raised um i lived on the south side of indiana for most of my well most of my childhood um, and then growing up we lived over on the southeast side um, of indiana over by 10th street and um tech high school like that area um i don't claim none of that shit because i'm not a hoodlum that was a joke <laughs> um but those those are those are my uh my stomping grounds if you will. How old are you? Oh shit, that's a little bit personal. <laughs> um, I'm 25 years old. Um, I wanted to do something uh just kind of express my creativity before I hit 30. So, yep, I'm 25 years old. I'm going to be 26 in May. Super excited um getting a little up there, but it's all good. What are your hobbies or interests? So, um, I guess you could consider some of my hobbies. I really enjoy hiking. Like I enjoy being outdoors a lot. That's fun. Um, I really enjoy shopping when I got some damn money. Um, one of my favorite things to do is play in makeup. Um, I definitely don't consider myself a makeup artist by any means, but I I can do a mean base, like foundation, concealer, contour, all that good shit. I love to do makeup. It's when we get into the fine-tuning and the details, like the eyes and the eyeshadow and the lashes. Bitch, I ain't got nothing for you. Don't ask me. I won't tell you, because I can't do that. Um, I also enjoy singing and dancing I like to consider myself a bit of a performer um in my own fucking home I don't know what anybody else would say but I would consider myself a performer um but yeah those are my hobbies and interests I'm pretty outside of that pretty boring like I just work and I come home I don't really do much but yeah um oh my god these questions are all over the place what advice can you give to a younger you? Explain how much the smallest support can help. Um something that I wish I would have heard. Um growing up black and gay, double homicide bitch, and then add ill on top of it, triple homicide. I wish I would have heard that um you are normal. I guess I just wanted to be normalized and accepted uh more than anything. So when I think about the little black boys and the little black girls that are black, queer and um are struggling with mental health, um I kind of just want to inform them it it sounds super fucking cliche like when you say it out loud, but it gets better. It gets better and one day you're going to thank yourself that you made it through those episodes um and that you are here now um because inevitably those episodes are like um whatever you're going through like internally make you who you are um and as an adult you'll learn to appreciate it and you'll learn to cope better um I also want to share that nothing is permanent so whatever you feel like you are going through and whatever you feel like you will not overcome, you will, babe. This shit is only temporary. Um, and it does get better. Um, when it comes to the latter half of the question, um, explain how the smallest support can help. So growing up, I... Would never consider myself popular, like by any fucking means. Um, I was what they would call a lame in high school, if you will. Um, so w- when it when we talk about that, and then we pair it with the fact that I am a double minority, um, I did come to the realization that I am going to have to work a thousand times harder to get where I need to be in life, whether that be in a professional setting, whether that be from a content creation perspective, being black and gay, you're going to have to work harder than ever. I'm not going to say than everyone else, but you are going to have to work a lot harder than you would if you were, um, I'm white. I had that. I'm sorry, but it's, it's, it's facts um <laughs> um so just kind of seeing that those barriers like i am able to overcome those because again i launched this a few days ago and the goal was to have 50 downloads by sunday um and i think i'm almost at 70 you guys um so literally just like the smallest share or like the smallest like or your friend just kind of like talking about you, whatever the fuck you got going on at work, like your creations. Um, it it does it does help, and I don't think people realize how how quick one share can be, how quick one like can be, um, and how much of a fucking difference that can make. Um, so when we go forward and. We hear, um, support your locals, support black businesses, support small businesses. Um, it literally doesn't even have to be anything from a monetary standpoint, promote that business on your Facebook, go buy, um, a fucking coffee from, I don't know, a a freestanding coffee shop rather than a, a chain like Starbucks. So those are just the kind of like small adjustments that we can make to just, uh, help, struggling brands or a beginner brand. So that was a really good question. I value that a lot. Do you see yourself as someone who wants to and is willing to be a voice for those who can't speak? Um, yeah, I I think so. That's a pretty, that's a difficult question because I never want to feel like I, I don't want to come off as I am in a higher position to speak for someone who cannot speak. Um, and I know that sounds a little crazy, but again, I do struggle with mental health. So there's always some internal like monologue in my head going, why do you feel like you have to talk for other people? Or um, this is not your battle, mind your business, yada, 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 yada. So I do have to learn to overcome that. Um, but once that does settle and get the fuck away. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I think I would love to be a voice for those who can't speak um, because I've always just been super passionate um, about people. Um, no matter how many times you hear me say, I don't like humans. Um, I've always been super passionate about people and I've been super passionate about people development. So whatever I can do to help the helpless, I'm definitely going to fucking do. Um, so that was a wonderful question as well. Do you see yourself in a position to inspire change? Um, yes, but I don't think it would be in like a traditional position. So I'm definitely not going to be, um, like a civil rights leader or like a politician or anything like that. I'm working along the lines of becoming a life coach, again, building this brand off of my own personal experiences to share with the world so that no one feels alone. Um, And then maybe um, running a nonprofit organization uh, for troubled black youth or um, those struggling with mental health. I definitely do see myself in one of those kind of positions. But as far as um running like a nation or um, having to debate with an ignorant bigot like I just I don't have the mental stability to do so um in that kind of setting. I feel like that requires um, an unfathomable unfathomable amount of professionalism that I just don't fucking have yet again, I'm 25 but I I ain't grown up yet so, to answer your question, uh, I do see myself in a position to inspire change, but not in the traditional sense as it would be portrayed, uh, when we talk about the current zeitgeist. So yes and no, I'll say that. Yes and no. Um, these questions are really good. You guys, I was reading over them and I was super excited because y'all went for the fucking jugular y'all was not playing. Um, so thank you again. This next question kind of got me. Um, I read it and I was like, oh, it, it took me a while to actually have to sit and think about this because it, 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 was, it was just an eye-opening question. Um, so the next question is, how did you fully overcome struggles of being a black gay man? Um, To answer that in short, I don't think I have fully overcome the struggles. So... I'm going to give you a little bit of insight. So growing up, obviously those struggles look different than the struggles that I have now being a black gay man, but they are literally one in the same. So growing up, I enjoyed, uh, Barbies. I was super emotional. I loved the Cheetah girls. I loved to sing. I loved to dance. And I just liked what society would consider girly shit, I guess. Um, I still do, but the way that it is frowned upon now is a little different than the way that it was frowned upon then, but again, it's one and the same. So growing up, my family, obviously, like, I grew up in a black household, so again, we don't do that crying shit. You're a boy. Um, Put them dolls down, put them Barbies down. Like um, I remember, um, like, sometimes hearing my family, like, Use like uh, slurs for queer queer identifiers, and I it would make me super uncomfortable. um, Because I was like, well, if you're saying that about this person that you don't even know, like, how would you feel about like if it was like if it was so close to you? You know what I mean? Um, So I don't think I've fully overcome those struggles, um, but I have learned that if you. Live for everyone today and you die tomorrow. What What did you really live for, if that makes sense? So you're going to spend your life living off of what other people feel, um, their opinions about you, like they don't like you, they don't like your hair, they don't like what you do. So you live for that and now like you're unhappy and then you die and then you reflect on that whenever you, like, whatever you believe in, heaven, hell, purgatory, wherever the fuck you go, and you reflect on that and you're like, my life was miserable. Um, and you regret like your days or you're like, you're lying in the hospital bed towards the end of your life. And you're thinking, you're like, what did I do? Like, what did I live for? So that's one thing I like to think about is I like to live for me and mines. like, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Um, the second thing that I had to learn super quickly, was that I don't give a fuck if you're black, white, orange, blue, purple, gay, straight, left, right, up, down. People are going to talk about you to, until the day you die. It doesn't matter what you do. You could be, people talked about, um, what's his name? Jesus. You got his name. Um, people talked about Jesus. People, You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter who you are. Someone is going to have something negative to say about you. And it is up to you to figure out if that's valuable to you or not, or if you don't give up two fucks. (laughs) So I just, I try to live as raw and as authentic as possible because I don't want to have any regrets when I get old and I'm laying in that hospital bed about to take my last breath. I want to be able to say that I did everything that I needed to do for me and that I was happy because I chose me. I hope that makes sense. Um, Next question. How did you gain all of your confidence? Um, So I feel like that question is a little subjective. Confidence is not something that you get, and then once you get it, you got it. Confidence is... It's... You have to... I I don't really know how to say it. Confidence is you have to learn how to... You have to understand that with confidence, you're not going to be confident every single day. You can fake it until you make it. But when, again, when you get home and you're by yourself and you're looking in the mirror, like you're not going to be confident every single second of every day of your life. And if you say that you are, you're a fucking lying, bitch. I don't believe you. Um, I had to, I, again, I had to find out, I had to find that confidence did not, beauty does not equal confidence, And I feel like everyone struggles with that because society tells us that we have to look a certain way or we have to act a certain way or we have to be a certain way in order to be valued or to um, have confidence. Confidence is literally taking everything, the good and the bad, about yourself and owning it. I'm not even necessarily going to say it's about loving it because again, you're not going to love everything about yourself every single day. It's just not realistically possible. But you have to know that whatever you have, whatever you have going on, like uh, internal or external, it was given to you and only you, and that's what makes you special. And whether people identify with that, whether people like that, or whether they hate it, it's not your fucking problem. Um, You have to understand that, you're special because it is you. Um and once I kind of dissected that and I applied it to everyday life, I was like I'm kind of a bad bitch and that's just that on that. Like <laughs> I I don't know how else to explain it. You're going to have days where you don't feel beautiful or you feel like you're not the best thing. Um and then you're going to have days where you have a debilitating self-image and you're at your worst and you're like bitch I'm fabulous and that's okay. Um you don't have to be... You don't have to feel like Superwoman or Superman every single day. It's just not realistic. But as long as you can take those bad days, um, address it, and pick yourself up and then move on, I think you'll be okay. You'll learn to love... You'll you'll learn to own who you are. Um, and in turn, you'll enjoy who you are. So... what qualities do you seek out when developing new friendships? So this was a question that my friend sent me, uh, Kayla, shout out to Kayla. Please don't sue me for using your name. I just thought this was a really good question. Um, she didn't necessarily phrase it this way. She kind of wanted me to talk about our friendship in particular and I'll do that. Um, but I kind of wanted to take a moment and rephrase this question. So when I seek out new friendships, um, Again, I feel like coming straight out of high school, again, somewhere where I wasn't popular, like I wasn't well-liked, I used to look for uh, squads. Like I would look for a clique or a group of individuals and try to kind of like secure my spot within that group because I had never had that. Um, And I feel like I kind of blossomed after high school. I started making my own money. Um, I was able to buy myself nice things. I moved into my own apartment. So... I was, like, I I was able to appeal what I thought was a better version of myself to the outside, and in return, I would receive all of this gratification from bitches that probably wouldn't give to, like, people I don't even fucking talk to anymore, so I used to base my friendships on face value, um, and I'd never really dug into what was important, so now, being an adult, and I only have maybe, like, five fucking friends, (laughs) And it's because I look for key qualities and key characteristics in individuals that are really valuable and that I feel like I can take away from them and that they can take away from me. So one of the things that I look for is someone who is genuine. Um, Please be honest with me. I promise to always be honest with you. Um, Let me know when I fuck up and I'll do the same for you. Um, And like all around just someone who like I can tell gives a fuck. Um, and this doesn't mean like going out of your way to like get me shit or, um, buy, buy me things, do things for me. I value time. I value conversation. I love to sit and talk for hours and hours and hours. I have a friend named Lexi. She's literally my best friend in the entire world. I love you, Lexi. Um, she'll come over or I'll go over there and we just sit and we talk. We could literally talk for hours about different subjects. Like it doesn't even fucking matter. Um, we could just sit and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I value that so much. Um, so someone who's genuine, um, someone that I feel I can relate to in a sense. And that doesn't necessarily have to deal with mental illness. It doesn't have to deal with, um, your background or whatever. That would be a plus. Like if you, if we share a similar background, but someone like we, I I like to be able to share interests with someone, doesn't have to be everything, but I like to know that we can kind of connect on some level with something that we both like, whether it be a hobby, a band, um... A, a sense of style, just something. I need something to provide a key connector to this relationship. Otherwise, I feel, I feel like I can't, like detached. If that makes sense. So, someone who's genuine, um, someone who I share common interests with, um, and then a big one for me is authenticity. I don't ever want you to feel like you have to pretend to be someone that you are not. If you are an anxious fuck, be an anxious fuck. If you are an awkward son of a bitch, be that too. I would much rather um, learn how to exist with you than to have to, I guess, teach you, have to deal with someone who's different when we're alone versus when we're with a group of people. I value authenticity so much as probably my number one factor for a strong relationship for me when it comes to platonic relationships. So authenticity, someone who's genuine and someone that I can connect with um, via conversation or uh, interests. The last question. Oh shit, I can't even read my own handwriting. The last question, okay, that's what it is. Um, The last question is, are you comfortable sharing your diagnoses? Um, And I do have to say, right now, I am not. Um, I promised to be vulnerable with you guys and give you the real, real. But I feel like that is, it's too early for that. Um, And I'm also working alongside my therapist to figure out a few I guess, loosens, if you will, no pun intended. Um, but I, I don't want, I, I, I promise to be vulnerable with you guys, but I don't want this to become an intrusive thing. Um, I will always set boundaries. So as of right now, I'm not comfortable sharing that, but I do appreciate that you are interested in getting to know that side of me. Um, so thank you for that question. Um, so those were all the questions again, guys, thank you so much. That was, I feel like I shared a lot of valuable information with you guys today. Um, and just kind of gave you kind of like, um, like a level one insight into who I am, um, as a person. Um, so before we close out today, I do kind of want to talk to you guys about what's to be expected in the upcoming um, seasons, because I'm a full content creator now, (laughs) um, what's up and coming, um, so the next episode, um, we're gonna talk about triple homicide, which is being black, gay, and ill, um, not just in America, but within my own four walls, um, so I think that'll be super, again, super insightful, and just a learning moment for all of us, um, I really want this show to be something that's very, um, I guess, educational, if that's the word I'm looking for. But I also want it to be fun. Like, I want us to have fun together. Um, I want to learn things about you guys, like, via social media. And I want you guys to learn things about me via this podcast. Um, I promise to be very open, very honest, very vulnerable. And if I'm not comfortable sharing something, I'll definitely let you know. Um... You guys can follow me on all of my social media platforms. On Facebook, I am Ryan Goldsmith. And on Instagram, I am guy There's some underscores in there. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I, again, I just appreciate all the support. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, and once we get further off into my journey of content creation, I promise to edit and not stutter so much. But right now, this is what the fuck you getting. So be grateful. Um, again, thank you guys so much. And I hope to see all of you in my next episode. Bye-bye.